previously on Anything Goes. But the only news that is uh, is is fit to be told today is the uh, pregnancy of uh, Kate Middleton. Yeah, no, I mean, like I, I was saying to you uh, off the air or whatever, because she's thirty, right? Or she's twenty nine? Yes. Yeah, so I feel I don't like know, that's know. that's the age when like the chicks gotta pop the babies out. Because I just had my birthday on right. Friday. I, I turned 34. Oh, Very nice. Right? I did. But, like, a lot of my girlfriends are like, oh, my God, if you don't have a baby by the time you're 35, like, you're going to have a downy. And I don't know what that, like, that is uh, disturbing on so many respects because that freaks me out. When like, you said that downy is just a, a cutesy, cuddly way of saying yeah. Down syndrome, yeah. then. Um, I was thinking you're going to have, like, messed up babies if you have babies after 35. I know, which is. It's almost, or maybe I'm gonna have a fabric softener. Or if you, or if you <laughs> wanted know. a Down syndrome baby, then they are gonna cute. Well, they don't age. Well, they <laughs> do they, but they live long lives, don't they? Yeah, I think so. I think I they just live it. like, but they don't age mentally, and that's what's cute about them. I suppose. Neither do you, Dave. But well, no, I don't either. But that's my choice. But I, uh, <laughs> which I always disagree with. When uh, uh, what's her face, Sarah Palin said that uh, these uh, mentally challenged uh, children or children with special needs are uh, gifts from God. She used to always say that, and then, but I always thought if that's true, then how come nobody ever wants one? <laughs> nobody ever, if it's a gift from God, how would nobody ever wants one? You never hear anyone say, I don't care if it's a boy or a girl, just as long as it's retarded. Or just as long as it has Down syndrome. I've never heard that. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? I'm sure it would. Well, if it starts to suck, I'll Ethernet it in. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. So, um... How are you? I'm not going to lie, you guys. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. I've been having fun in my backyard the afternoon. Um, we're going to have a good time on this bucket. Okay. Is that a mason we... jar? Is that a mason jar or an urn? It's a golden <laughs> mason jar. Oh, okay. All right. And and what I... are you celebrating? Uh, just Monday? Just life in general. Right. Oh, that's all right. I'm celebrating Brazilian bum bum cream. And what is that? It's skin-firming uh, lotion. For your arsehole? No, for your cellulite, like your legs and your butt. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Why did they put bum-bum in the... Uh... Yeah. It's for your bum-bum, Dave. Jesus Christ. No, okay. yeah, but I just asked for your art. I just asked if it was for your arsehole, and you said no. Not for your... Well, it's not for your asshole. Right. right. But for right. your whole ass. It's for your bum cheeks. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was like a cream for a prolapsed asshole, right? You just rub some cream in and it's back to, back to normal. I don't think that's how I... Is that how prolapsed assholes work? We don't... Do they I've get never had a prolapsed asshole. I don't know. No, uh, I, we'll I, have to get someone to come on who has and we'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll, ask, we'll, just, we'll ask Jason Rouse to get on here. <laughs> does he have one? Are you, you think Jason Rouse has never had a prolapsed asshole? You're crazy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm not... Of course he has. <laughs> I, said, I got my lips done. 
And what does that mean? What did you have done? Filler. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And have you done that before? No, this is my first time. We're going to talk to Michelle today. Michelle's the queen of it. But yeah. I, for the first time in my life, got filler in my lips. Right. I think it looks good. I, mean, I can't tell a difference, but we're on a computer, right? Like, it's it's the worst way to, to see a difference. Well, that's well, sure in person. Can I tell you, like, if I didn't have the filler, it would just end here. But oh, now my God. Have... You should put a paper bag over your head if that was the case. <laughs> How dare you even I walk I mean, as a street. woman, if you have small lips, you're less of a woman. I don't know. Oh, is that, that true? It's a, it's, a, it's a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's a joke, but I mean, but what? where did the full lips come from? Is that the... Is well, that... men really want cock-sucking lips. That's what they're right. Oh. Why can't why can't we just get bigger lips around our the head of our penis? Like, yeah. why can't we get injected there so it doesn't I mean, matter about the size? My whole thing with cock sucking lips though has been like, well, aren't all lips cock sucking lips? If they I would agree with cock? that. Yeah. Yes. If you try so hard enough. It's more. It's not for you and Dave, Darren. It's not for you two. It's for other women to be jealous of me. Oh. <laughs> oh, she's got. She's got better cock-sucking lips. Yeah. I want to be her. I want to be her. Everything, uh -huh. not you. Everything women do is not, none of it is for men. Right. Every time I get my nails done, I do it because I want a girl on the street to be like, oh my God, your nails are amazing. One time right. I was getting my nails done and a girl was getting hers done and she looked at hers and she looked at mine. She's like, hers are better, mine. And I was like, I just won the lady lottery. I know that one time I was being blown, and I said, if her lips were just a little fuller, it would well, be so never, much better. You've so never been much blown. Better. So oh, he, much better. He must have been blown <clears throat> once or twice. Uh, maybe a few times. <laughs> but that is that is that is true. That, that it's it's always women versus women. Men don't really recognize. They barely recognize like a haircut, and that's why we're always sort of asked, that, oh, "Do you notice anything about me?" And then we're always like, "Oh shit, man." No, it's all about ladies, noticing ladies, and then we'll post a black and white selfie and then pretend that we're doing something. Did you, did you, did you see that whole movement, the black and white sure. selfie? I'm promoting, I support women. I'm like, well, and then you learn what it really was about, and it was about, like, Turkish women that have gone missing because <laughs> they've been abused. And then, and then right. all these, like, North American women are like, I support my friend that has a soap business. Right. Well, <laughs> the, the supporting women by posting a selfie is sort of well, gets I, lost on me as well. So any of these challenges are always stupid. Uh, but like, yeah, instead of just posting a black and white selfie of yourself, just support other women. Right. My, my, my favorite phase was the black and white picture of the model shirtless holding the baby. That was my favorite phase of photos. Who was that? Remember in the, in the 80s, in the 90s, every girl up on her wall would have like that fucking black and white shot of the topless model, super skinny, holding a baby, looking into the baby's eyes like, oh, look at the love. It's like, do you remember when Demi Moore posted on the cover of Vanity Fair, like Pre as a pregnant woman yeah, and she was yeah. and it was scandalous. Yeah. Scandalous. It was yeah. Back then. Yeah. It was, I remember going to the Edmonton Public Library so that I could look at Demi Moore on the Vanity Fair. Well, couldn't you just look around the Edmonton Public Library and see other pregnant women? <laughs> no. I mean, we're in an Edmonton 
love a good cream pie. So there's a lot of pregnant ladies here. There's a lot of single women. That's what it's a lot of single mothers in Edmonton. I remember that. I remember that a lot. Sarah, don't act like Edmonton is the only town that has single mothers. I, I'm not saying Branson. it is. No, Branson. no, no. For Brantford. Uh, Brantford. In Brantford, your grandmother at 28. So trust me, I know it's bad. Yeah. But I noticed it more in Edmonton anywhere else because obviously you spend a lot of time in that mall and you see them, you know, and you talk to them and you find out their story, you know. There's and always the there's always a brand the there's, always a, there's always a brand new single mom whenever I leave town. Have you ever gotten a girl pregnant in your life? Pardon me? Have you ever gotten a girl pregnant in your life? Uh, well, I don't know how deep we want to dive into this. Let's dive. Dive in. Okay. Well, I remember someone in particular telling me that they didn't want to have my baby. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, yeah. now, we'll tell this. I didn't know if I could tell the story. Dave and I dated for two months, and at one point I was, like, worried Right. And then I was upset, so I went over to his house, and I was in tears, and I literally said, I can't have your baby. Yes. Right, right. And for some reason, it really offended him. Oh, uh, no, I didn't, well, no. You were offended. You were, you were offended. You were like, what? Well, I mean, no, it's, it, it, that, the, the, that, that kind of throws someone off a little bit. Not, yeah. not like I, not like I wanted to, I, not like I wanted a baby either. But just to hear someone blatantly say, I don't want yours. Yeah, I mean, someone that's... to tell you the truth and be like, you should never procreate. I, I think I would be a pretty good dad if I, uh, if I happened. To, and I've had two other scares, so. Two I others? Think, I think if a baby, if, a, if, if you guys had a baby and it was a girl and it got Dave Martin's lips, you would definitely have to get that baby filler when they turned 18. Yeah, Dave has non-existent lips. Yeah. Oh, and not like somebody wants their daughter to have cock-sucking lips. And so I'm like, well, listen, I, I just want to, yes. I want to go to a good school. Yes. I want listen, you to be James, a nice man. We're living in a new world. Have you right. heard Have you heard the song WAP? Uh, I heard Ben Shapiro uh, break down the song WAP. Yeah. Uh, but have you actually listened to the song and not listened to a man talk about the song? No, no. I haven't. No. Okay. So you've not heard it either, Darren? No. But that's not in my wheelhouse either. I don't. I'm not. It doesn't matter if it's in your wheelhouse. You're listening to a man tell you what the song is about. That's fucking hilarious. Well, no, and he didn't tell me what the song was about. He just he, he just, just read, read the lyrics. Yeah, he read the so, lyrics. That's all he well, did. I'm so glad that that a white male comedian is Ben Shapiro, a white male comedian. Uh, no, he's like sure, a, yes, yes, right wing pundit. He's not a he's yeah. not a comedian. He's not a comic. No. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm so glad that a white male could break down the lyrics of wet ass pussy for you wet ass pussy is not for them wet ass pussy is for women to be like let's enjoy our genitalia for once the whole thing is like listen we have been sexualized since we were young girls since mm -hmm. we we're young and mm -hmm. finally women are talking about their sexuality and talking about you have to make me come and all this other stuff and it's, it's horrifying some men, not all men, but it's horrifying, especially on the right, they're really horrified by wet-ass pussy. Even some women on the right are like, wet-ass pussy, what, how, like they're saying they're terrible role models. I'm like, yeah, I would never want, if I had a child, I would never want your dry-ass pussy to be a role model for my child. I would love my child to be like, comfortable with her sexuality, comfortable with her genitalia. And you know what? With things like OnlyFans, 
women are finally taking control of men's desires, which is like we're, we're told our entire life, you have to make men happy. You have to make men be attracted to you sexually. So now women are finally doing that and we're posting stuff. And then there are people that are upset by it. And it's just like, well, I'm just finally cashing in on you sexualizing me. I have an OnlyFans. I have three fans. I've made about $200 American. Uh, okay. No, no, how how uh, deep or graphic do your OnlyFans, what, what do they get to see? Well, I've gotten really good at the boomerang boob. Okay. Okay. Where don't show it for free. Don't show it for free. It's for no, the never. It's yeah. $50 a month to subscribe to my OnlyFans. And one guy was like, oh, can't you give something to the poor guys? I'm like, no. <laughs> right. No, well, I can't give something to the poor guys. I mean, I mean, I've never understood the whole webcam, webcam girls and guys. That's that, a lie, Dave. No, I mean, <laughs> Dave, you're subscribed to so many webcam girls. No, that's not true. A, I don't have that money to throw around, and B, <laughs> once once I'm done, the I, I fucking switch over to something else to watch, and I'm not gonna stick around yeah. and talk to my webcam girlfriend. Well, they I, don't want to talk to you either. Well, then, there we go. We have a, we're on the same page. You know that a webcam girl is like a waitress. Like she's just there to make you feel good about yourself and make tips. Right. Well, yeah, but she's not about to bring me chicken wings or ask me if I want another beer. No. That's that's the one I would sign up for. Right. Exactly. The waitress webcam girl. Yeah. Yes, who but, brings chicken so, wings and yeah. So maybe I'm gonna start a webcam where I just like, if you pay me enough, I'll order pizza to your house. Yes. And you can watch me masturbate. <laughs> Yeah, thirty minutes are free. Thirty minutes are free if you don't come. That's how. That's what you got. Thirty minutes are free. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to talk to a lot of men that are antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Sometimes you just want to come and move on. I was talking to one of our guests earlier, and uh, she's coming on, Michelle, and yeah. she said I might be wearing sunglasses because I had a procedure, and I said, well, I'll probably be a little drunk. I said because you had a procedure, yeah. I had a procedure, amazing yeah. procedure. Yeah. And then she's like, "Are you going to be okay?" And I'm like, "I'm a professional." <laughs> I'm okay. I don't understand why porn stars have OnlyFans site. Like, sort of like that to me is ridiculous because no, is it is it because do guys really are all guys like being white knights and they think that they're going to somehow hook up no, with these porn stars? It's because or? these female porn stars can now get paid directly. Right. Although I. I will say this about OnlyFans, they take a gigantic cut. Right. They take a big percentage. Like, so my, at first I was like my, it was $15 to subscribe. And then I'm like, no, if I'm going to like show my boobs, I'm not letting some dude be like $15. It's going to be $50. So $50 to subscribe for a month. And I, um, if you don't subscribe for a month and they take like, ten dollars per subscription i don't know what the right. math on that is but it's a big right. chunk it's that's twenty percent that's that's twenty percent that's bigger than what yuck yucks takes but i think a lot <laughs> of poor a lot of porn actresses do it because like you said it cuts out the middleman they get the money direct and let's be honest when is the last time you paid for a porn well, so a lot of people well, that's, that's another thing point. about only fans yes right i can now financially pay the woman that i like you know, watching whatever video she did. Whereas yeah. on, on Pornhub, you're not paying. You're watching it mostly for free. Yeah. And now Patreon you Patreon for pussy. It's Patreon it for is. pussy. I get it. I <laughs> If I was single and I had money to throw around, I'd have no problem doing that. 
Well, I can throw it around other places, but I just don't see what more you're going to see on OnlyFans that you you're don't not. see regular Dave, you're not. Dave, you're going to see regular girls. Like, I'm not going to, you're not going to see Kathleen McGee's titties everywhere. You might see cleavage, but you're not going to see nipple. But on OnlyFans, you might see nipple. Yes. You might see nipple if you subscribe. Subscribe, Kathleen underscore McGee. I'm not going to subscribe to your OnlyFans. That would. Be I'm gonna. I'm gonna create well, only, not gonna only. Have a child. I yeah. Well, yeah I'm gonna create. I, I, I knew that ten years ago when you, when, you, <laughs> when you sat on the edge of my bed and told me. So. I cried. I did not cry. That, I cried. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, you cried. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> of that demon seed that was probably not even brewing inside of you. So never brewed. Yeah. Never brewed. No, actually, I had one scare, and the girl uh, sent me a photograph of the uh, of the miscarriage too. So what? Yeah. Someone what the, was, wow, that's uh, that's some anger. Who's what? Like, was uh, it in a jar? Or like, no, it just I didn't really I didn't get the chance to ask a lot of questions because I got blocked on Facebook about it. But there was like a it looked like there was like a hospital bed, and then there was David, some, David, David, who are you dating? <laughs> This was a long time ago. I was hope so. Pre-Kathleen or post-Kathleen? Post. It was probably post-Kathleen. I'm not yeah. happy about it. And, and yeah, it was post. It's, yeah, it's not one of my. It's not one of my dating highlights. But but trust me, it's it's. Uh, I have the picture tattooed on my back. It looks like of, a of Dave's miscarriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks, like it looks like strawberry jam sort of pasted across of a, a, a hospital journey. <laughs> there are going to be upset women about this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, oh. like, I think that a woman that can make a decision uh, that is positive for the world. Like, I had a friend that was dating a bartender, and she got accidentally pregnant with him. And she was in her 30s, and she got pregnant with this guy's baby, and she had an abortion. Right. And she said the reason she had the abortion was because she did not want this guy had for his furniture patio furniture indoors yeah yeah, yeah. White yeah. Chairs indoors he was a disaster he was a mess she would be attached to this this child would be attached to this person for the rest of their life yep. that was pretty cool and i know me. some people might be horrified by that that she was in her 30s and she had an abortion but it's like no she just saved another human being the anguish of having a deadbeat horrifying father right well, what what are the chances of this guy getting his shit together once he became a dad? And, uh, and <laughs> I don't think high. Wonderful man. Probably not high. They all say that. They're always like, "No, I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it together." And then you're like, "No, no, you didn't." No. Well, I mean, sometimes I think it, it would be the right thing to do to be less like, "Yeah." Well, no, look at Dave. Look at Dave has got it together. He doesn't have plastic furniture. He's Dave got a has cool a pad. In his apartment, Dave has it together. He's got it together. <laughs> that's all, the, together. That's all you're looking for. Uh, oh, my qualities are long walks on the beach, a man with a brick wall in his apartment, uh, yeah. doesn't follow doctor's orders, and uh, is not responsible around petty cash. Now you'll have so <laughs> many OnlyFans that will have your baby, Dave. It'll be crazy. Who has started OnlyFans? A lot of men are on OnlyFans. And what do the men offer? Their dicks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of money. I, I'm going to get a lot of emails telling me to get that skin tag removed. <laughs> I mean, if happening. you're a dude and you have a big dick, you'll probably want to be on there. But if you don't, if you just have an average dick, they'll be like, I can see that for free. What if What if I created an only, but every picture is through a fisheye lens? Does that matter? Like, it, it, 
Is a fish eye lens the one that magnifies it? Yeah, it kind of warps it, makes it much bigger than it is, you know? Sure, why not? Darren, sure. I guarantee you, you have female fans that want to see your dick. Yes, good. <laughs> but think about Brandy, my wife is going to watch this episode, so keep talking. But Brandy, let him show his dick off and cash yes. in his family. Yes. And Brandy, you don't give a shit. If yeah. Brandy wouldn't care if you nope. showed your dick nope. and made a couple hundred bucks. She wouldn't right. care. Well, okay, yeah, yeah but, but if you go to the Pornhub sites and you type in, like, your favorite porn star and then type OnlyFans off after it, there's a whole bunch of videos that'll pop up. So people take those OnlyFans videos and they repost them to other Pornhub sites. So I think that the, those are the people that own them repost them. Because you can't screenshot, apparently. I don't know. I could be lying. I could be... Yeah, but, but, it, but, but, if, but if I subscribe to a certain person... And I had their videos, and then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just give these videos away for free now that I bought them or I purchased into them. Can't, you can't download someone's videos. Okay, well, I, don't, I mean, See, I don't know how That person works. probably put her own OnlyFans on Pornhub to get more OnlyFans. Yes. Oh, wow. Ava Adams. It's like Snapchat. If somebody, if you sent, so when Snapchat was first a thing, before it became all puppy dog filters and everything, it was a way to trade nudes without being worried that someone was going to, or because when it was first a thing, if someone screenshotted, I think it maybe it still is, if someone screenshotted your picture, it would tell you that that person right. screenshotted your picture. Right. It wouldn't, you couldn't get the screenshot back or anything, but like it would tell you like, oh, this person took a He's picture doing this, so be careful, yeah. careful what you show him or you give him or them, yeah. Yeah, and like I think OnlyFans, as far as I'm aware, you cannot download, you can't see stuff without subscribing. And even when you subscribe, if you do a screenshot, you get a blank screen, as far as I know. Yeah, ask Crystalia how that turned out. <laughs> yeah. Crystalia is a pedophile. <laughs> oh, okay. By definition, don't, oh, okay. By well, definition, Crystalia is a pedophile. Well, okay, yeah, by definition is, but I also don't think that every 18-year-old is an adult either, so. Well, no. In the but, eyes of the law. But in the eyes of the law, so if you're getting topless pictures from a 15-year-old, you're a pedophile. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that you're not incorrect. I'm just saying that uh, um, it's. Dave has just got to scrub his history is what he's saying. <laughs> every, every morning and every night. Just Internet history wipe. Yeah, clean. Clean. Yeah, you have to be careful nowadays, is all I'm saying. Yeah, not even careful. You just have to be decent. That's now, the thing. What What's funny, you, you, you brought up something about the sexualization of women, right? And I was actually talking to my wife, Brandy, just yesterday about this, in that depending on what your kink is or what you like, you could probably trace it back to what was sexualized to you as a child. That's so, correct. for example... For, for example, you know, I like Asian women. I, I find them very attractive. I've the never wife, dated one. I never dated one, but they were always portrayed sexually from a very young age in all movies and things like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not attracted to black women, but for the most part, up until maybe five years ago, black women generally weren't sexualized in movies. Now in videos they are. So, uh, you know, a younger generation may find them much more attractive than I do. Or but someone. also the thing about, about black women, and I could be wrong, is that they, uh, like, look at Cardi B, look at Megan Thee Stallion. They're doing it themselves. They're now, they're now. But now. Even, no, even before little Kim. Uh, even no, I'm talking, I'm talking when I was younger. When I was like in my late teens, early twenties, when you really kind of come into your sexuality. Well, what about Pam were, Greer? 
the Pam Greer was the seventies. That was way before me. That was well, way before to me. Be, I'm not to saying be. I'm not saying all black. I, I find a lot of black women attractive and sexy, but I'm saying I could definitely in movies and media they weren't sexualized like other types. But for for but for women, black men in in videos have been sexualized much more so therefore like i you know i talked to brandy and she's like yeah my whole childhood and teen years were watching videos where black men were sexualized so she finds them more sexy and i just find that a very interesting i don't know if it's a, a proven fact or well, not well also like um if you were a woman that was not kate moss if you were a woman that had some sort of weight on you right and and to be honest i <laughs> When I moved to Toronto, I, I lived in Edmonton and there was not a very large black community when I was growing up. Right. It was all rich, it was all white dudes that were looking for a skinny this and that. And I wasn't attra attractive for any of those men. And then I moved to Toronto and I went on some dates with black men and they made me feel good about myself because black men in general just love women. It's not even that they love bigger women, it's just they right. love curves and they love what a woman looks like right and white men have been told for years you need to you need to be attracted to a super thin right super this and that yes but i i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but i i think i, I think you're right i think you're right i don't think black men love bigger women or women that are a plus size women i just think they, they know what they like women. I think they know what they like and they're not embarrassed to admit what they like. And also Whereas, they have been raised to respect women because if you watch I mean, out, Kathleen, if you're going to say, because they've been raised in mostly single mothered households, that is that where no, you're No, they were raised by black women who actually saw the value of being a woman. It's not nothing about being a single mother. It's about that, that a lot of black women, like when I went to high school, I went from an all white high school to a high school that had a few black people in it. And, and I hung out with the black girls because I found that they were way more confident and way more accepting of whatever they were. They weren't the, all my white friends were throwing up in the bathroom and right. worried about how they looked. So and, and all these black girls were like, no, I look fucking good the way I am. And I think that that has, that has now changed. Like that is what's happened, but that, I will say that black women are the are are the world's greatest people because everyone takes culture from black women. Drag queens, yes, yes, queen. That does not come from drag queens. That comes from black women. Right. And so it's all come from from that culture. And those are the women that have actually felt comfortable in their skin their entire life. I I can't speak for them, but they've at least projected this this feeling that they're confident and they feel beautiful and they, who cares if my ass is big and I'm going to celebrate myself. And it's, mm. it's been like that for a very long time. And now that's cool. And now everyone is celebrating it. But, uh, I think that, I think the black women were the first people to actually be comfortable with their skin and be comfortable who they are. And that's why I feel. Well, probably so because they were probably because they felt they had to sort of take charge of their sexuality more and be and, and take charge of how they how they presented themselves because maybe they, because maybe they, they were, were not just always confident. Because, well because they were not represented in mainstream media as much as white women were and then we can get into the whole thing about mm -hmm. the majority of the of the men who uh dress uh white women in the fashion industry are gay men so Absolutely, it comes yeah. down it, it's the old thing of just like that the uh, 
a lot of guys have been sort of trained over the years because we see these magazine covers of women, of thin women that are being dressed by gay men. And if it was up to the gay men, they would rather be dressing young boys. Yeah. So they're really, so they're almost going, they're almost drawn towards a boy's figure to put right. their clothing on. I've, yes. I've never been, I've never been, I've never dated. I've never been sort of, uh, a, uh, attracted to that sort of like rail thin physique in my life. I've always been more of a, a, a full figured sort of uh, gal loving guy. And but I've never dated a boy. But, but Dave, if you were hanging out with your friends in the in the early 90s or in the mid 90s and you told them you liked a bigger girl, they'd make fun of you. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah yes. no, that that, that yes. is true. And that's, yes. that's, I mean, but I also, I was never vocal about women that I like very much because. I know it would be put down, but also I remember Jennifer Lopez's ass used to be like the punchline of a joke, and now it's the ass that every woman wants, you know? I mean, women who get butt implants to, to rather than, well, they could be doing a bunch of crunches probably as well, but, or, or uh, squats and get that ass too. But, but I mean, yeah, it's, I've never dated a black woman, but I, I do have, and I don't know if that's because of, I have a fear of being yelled at by black women, but... Um, <laughs> Oh my God! I just—they're assertive and they will—they uh, will, uh, they no, will I, not sugarcoat shit for you. And Dave, you need a lady to sugarcoat shit for you. Yeah. You do. No, <laughs> you need a woman to tell you what you want to hear. You don't want a woman to tell every you. Every guy you. wants a woman to tell them what they want. Not every guy. Yeah, pretty well every guy. What no. if, if they say if they said that, if they say that they they don't, then they're kind of lying to get something else. I I would disagree with you on that. Oh, Kathleen, why would you say that about? Why would you disagree with Kathleen on that? I am not disagreeing on Kathleen. I'm disagreeing with what you just said. What? Are, oh, okay, sure. I'm, I can. I can handle that. Hi, it's me, Tom Papa from the Marriage Ref. You're listening to Anything Goes on XM Radio. It's hilarious. Okay. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're just uh, we're talking. Uh, Kathleen is uh, taking Wait, control yeah. here. She's a, she's a little, little intoxicated, but taking control. I and uh, yeah, but I am intoxicated. Yeah. I just I just took uh, uh, three Tylenol twos, so that's the level of uh, of so extra strength Tylenol. What a weird level Tylenol to take. I know that's the only ones they would give me at the hospital were Tylenol twos, which I find. Are such bullshit. Those are our bullshit. Tylenol threes are the one you want. Twos yeah. are nothing. Isn't Tylenol two two just extra strength? Extra strength Tylenol? No, no. I, I think a well, bit of, a bit of codeine in them, but not as much as you'd like. It's like a children's Tylenol three. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, Dave is a child, so. Well, and that's yeah. why I took three. So. Yeah. Have you guys ever taken Percocet? Yes. Yes. I have not. You have not. No. I had a boyfriend that was working on the oil rigs and he got injured. Long story short, he was on Percocet and I had a headache one day. He's like, take one of these. I slept for 27 hours. Yeah, that sounds like literally a tale as old as time. I had a boyfriend who worked on an oil rig. <laughs> and he had drugs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he had and I, drugs. I took some and it was great. Yeah. Oh, no, I... Uh, I remember there was a, a girl I was going out with, and she had a, a, a brother that got injured at work. And then, of course, the, and he got a bunch of oxycodones, and then uh, he didn't want to take any of them because he didn't want to get addicted. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so then my, my girlfriend at the time and I stole them. And uh, 
So, man, if you, I just found taking one of those and then you'd have a glass of red wine and you'd sit on the couch and it was like you were on like a raft floating down the river. Yeah. Because yeah. you uh, took heroin, Dave. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and mix it with wine. Yeah. yeah. And, and Toronto is like Vancouver. Feeling. Toronto right. is like Vancouver. You meet someone, you start dating, and like two months later, you move in. Because you need a relationship, but you also need a roommate. <laughs> yeah. No, when I dated my boyfriend, we started dating in... When did we start dating? In August, and we moved in in March together. Yeah. Because you needed a roommate to pay for your rent. Also, if you're if you're over at someone's house for like four nights a week, sometimes you just get to a point where you're like, Makes maybe sense. we should just move in together. But then also that can destroy a relationship too. Uh, Nick, have you uh, have you thought about have you thought about throwing a chair off your balcony to uh, get any more uh, uh, followers on uh, Twitter and Instagram? I haven't, but I really, really like your cryptic end to that sort of addition. Just like, also, you can destroy a relationship too. <laughs> yeah. That's like, a, that's like the Calgary, the Calgary Yacht condo went from being on the second floor to the 16th floor. And I, I know. said, guys, you got to be careful. Second yeah. floor, okay, but you're housing comedians. 16th yeah. floor, scary. Yeah. yeah, you get the one bad late show and then you're just like, and where am I going next? Oh, I do. Yeah, awesome. well, thank God the Calgary Yuck Yucks isn't the Hamilton Yuck Yucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a fun club and right. everybody has That's a good true. time there. Right, right. And you they treat you leave. very well. You right. never leave the Calgary Yuck Yucks and be like, I want to kill myself. Cause you're always no. Yeah. No. I've had sex on that balcony. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is there a chalk outline of where it happened? <laughs> and then people can come over and reenact the photo. Is are your are there handprints on the walls? No, it's on the balcony, David. The and balcony. Was, and yeah, who was the middle? Who was the middle that weekend? That was actually the weekend that I was at Stampede with Ari Shafir and Bert Kreischer and uh, uh, Matt Edgar, and they were coming in the next day. And then I met a guy on Tinder. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's funny how there was like boy comics are celebrated when they when boy comics like hook up with multiple ladies they're like what a hero, but Kathleen has sex on one comedy condo balcony. No, no, I I think it was just it was the randomness of it. But what I find what I also find funny is like any hesitancy of like oh you fucked on that balcony and then it's like oh wait the beds have been fucking destroyed by every comic that exists. Every time I say the Calgary condo and I sleep in a bed, I'm like, how yeah. much sex is happening? Hey, I feel like the Calgary condo is the filthiest because of what Nick said. It's not the Hamilton Yuckus. You always do well at Calgary. Right. I, I had a threesome with two dudes in the... <laughs> they're drunk. But in, okay. the, in the Yuck Yuck's headliner room. Right? Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. Okay. Let's get that out. But was it two guys or two girls? It was two, two girls. Two guys. Okay, yeah. good for you. Good, good. The cowboys there. Yeah. They like to do that in the alleys, but I did it in the privacy of a comedy condo. <laughs> right. There's a bathroom right there on suite. Yeah. We're good. It's and when and when you were done, did Marito come in and you could high five him or did he... <laughs> good lord, no. Way to go, Kathleen. You know? Oh my no, god. No, I would I would not like to go over to that condo with uh, one of those CSI black lights. No. 
It would be yeah. it would be like a Jackson Pollock painting there. It would not be pretty. Well, well that's you know, what, every comedy crazy. condo, right? Like every comedy condo is a terrible idea, but we all appreciate like the kitchenette. <laughs> yeah, I always found those black lights. Depending on when when they were at a strip club too, that was always dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Depending on how how uh, good the strip club was, would is uh, the, the more you would have to worry about the, uh, the 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 leftovers that might be on your uh, your pants on the way out. Steve, when we were in London, we went to the Beef Baron. Oh, yes. And I remember I was so drunk. I was like, I was passing out on a couch. I was like, like passing out. And then this bouncer comes over and he's like, you can't sleep in here. And I looked at him. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I've always wanted to pass out in beef curtains. That bar and that, like, I remember that was the only time I ever did London. It was once where you stayed at that travel lodge. Yes. Yeah, dude, I was just going to say, the, breaks. the only, I think I did that, I think I did the club maybe twice where you stayed at the Econo Lodge, but the oh. first time I did it, it was me and Aaron Berg, and we literally were driving up, and they're like, you can get gas money or two nights of hotel, <laughs> like, you can even, like, or have the hotel for one night and get gas money, and we were just like, what the fuck are you talking about, and then we slept in a room together, and we went to, well, we went to the Beef Baron that night because we were like, fuck, why would we go back to the O'Connor Lodge? And yeah. then we were just laying in bed just being like, what is going on? Like, you know, and at that point in time, I was a, a bit newer to it. And Aaron, but Aaron was right at the right level to be like, this isn't okay anymore. <laughs> like, there was like enough of that being like, yeah, what are we doing here? Like, we're That's sleeping nice. in beds together <laughs> like, as, as adults. I feel like strippers are sometimes treated better than comedians. Oh, well. Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, like in some situations, yeah. Depending on your level. Like in Alberta, they have the loony and toonie game. So if you're not a headliner, you have to pick up your own loonies and toonies with your bagnet leash. But if you're a headliner, the bouncer will sweep up your loonies and toonies for you. What if you just put a... a All of that needs to stop, probably. <laughs> Everything you just said needs to be a thing that gets definitely figured Why? out. Why? <laughs> though like these girls are making money why is that a need to stop I, if i, I mean the demeaning aspect of yeah, having the, to pick up your own loonies thing, and yeah. people Everybody throwing loonies and doonies at them and then they have to pick up their own unless they I, I always say i level. love it people from ontario are like oh that's so demeaning don't wait but i was in niagara falls and i watched a woman stripper squat over a man's face and picked a five dollar bill out of his mouth like it was a claw machine with her vagina and then she was like, oh, well, that's just an immense talent. Yeah, that's not demeaning. That's not demeaning. That's not, what, one is demeaning and one is immense talent. Yes, yes. If I was, if I was a woman, the difference, I the difference is, is that the skill set that goes into doing what she did yes. in the second one is impressive. The other one is like, do you ever try to pick a coin up off the floor and yeah. like do it in a hurry? Let me just get coins have you know, it's not like they just get coins thrown at them. They okay. have to have a carnival game where they have posters. If so posters they'll cone it up and put it on their vagina and then you throw it in the and you get the poster. Or you get a laminated keychain where you lick it and stick it and then they like knock it off. It's not like they're just they're no, they found clever ways to throw at the Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, and, and nobody's found like a magnet that they could put up inside them and then just sort of slide across the floor and then just pick them all up magnetically. I like when people yeah. say that what, what strippers do is demeaning because I feel like what they do is like they're making money 
the way they want to make money. I don't know. No, no. I believe they should be paid very well. I think yeah. that the, the rules for like some of them having to pick up their coins and the other ones not, yeah, but that, I think they but could do, get rid of that. Headliners versus openers. Yeah. Right. To me, it's like it's like the whole idea. You got to pick up your own pussy change. The whole idea of they can heat them up, they can heat them up and whip them at the girls. No, that's I mean, horrifying. That's, that's not cool. That, that can't happen when you use bills. Also, to be honest with you, Darren, that is like that happens, but those I know it does. Get removed immediately. Like, I know. I, I I've been in strip clubs in in Alberta back in the day when yeah. that shit that shit happened, and that's I'm not saying I'm against you know women stripping and all that make money. I've had my stripping days a long time ago, but I I you never went back. I never know, but I mean, I used to f go to strip clubs, but I never went back to an Alberta strip club after I saw that once. I was just like, I'm not here enough. I just don't need it. Yeah. Like strip clubs are one of the things that just opened uh, in Toronto. Oh, did they? Yeah, they just opened in Toronto. Now we're in phase three. Now, I, I personally haven't been to a Which strip is pussy, club. which is pussy. Just so we all understand, phase three is pussy. Go ahead. Well, I, you know, I don't, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, so actually, I probably haven't been to a strip club in maybe about 10 years or so, but there is probably a, there's a part of me that said, like, once you're told that you're not allowed to do something, that somebody justify something. want to go and do it. Yeah. So I, I haven't been yet, but, uh, I'm also, I'm also curious if the, uh, if the COVID mask is going to be the third item that comes off or the second item that comes off, because they always... It's usually one item Keep of clothing. Keep it on. Well, yeah. <laughs> or or do, you, do you have to, do you guys have to wear two masks? One over their face and one over their cock area in case that lap dance gets too close. Uh, there you I go. There's no touching. If you're going to respect the ladies. Yeah, if you are going to. Yeah. Uh, but in to. Vancouver, when COVID was happening, uh, two of the places that were uh, reported as having COVID cases were Brandy's Show Lounge yeah, yeah. and Number Five Orange, both yeah. iconic uh, Vancouver strip clubs. Okay. Well, All right, so we only have both. are open in Alberta, but they're opening in Ontario? Yeah, uh, yeah I, guess I think so. they just opened this past weekend. Yeah. They're yeah. not open in Alberta. Oh, that's weird. Well, because the loonies and the toonies. It's the loonies. They don't have to. They have to keep cleaning all the loonies and toonies. So I love how Ontario pretends like they're better, but literally, I saw a woman oh, pretends grab, grab a five dollar bill out of a man's mouth with her vagina. In that's talent. Well, there that's, were two guys arrested. There were two guys that have just been arrested at the beach for having a chainsaw fight. So yeah, uh, uh, or they were walking around with chainsaws, threatening people. Do you guys know that Ontario is the America of Canada? According to the rest of Canada, all right. Well, okay with me. Well, Alberta is our Texas, though. Yeah, but we have like it's not like you know how everyone is like uh, America is crazy and all this stuff. But at least the other provinces have been opening up and doing things normally. But then everyone's like, don't go to Ontario. <laughs> I mean, stay away from Quebec. I'm from Nova Scotia. I wanted to yeah. get out there this summer. That place is locked down. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. cannot go there. So yes, yes, yeah. Now, Nick, I wanted to ask you quickly before... It, it, uh, yeah, we only got two or three minutes because Michelle's waiting, so just okay. go ahead. We only have yeah. a few minutes. I just wanted to just throw some questions out at Nick because I know you have a podcast. What is the... Mm -hmm. Can you name it for us? It's uh, Third Rail with Nick Beaton. Okay, and this is just like a singular podcast. It's just you. You have a couple of... Every once in a while, you have a guest on? Uh, yeah, I do random guest episodes, but on Monday, I release uh, just me yelling at a microphone. Okay. Now, quickly... Now, did you cringe at all a little bit when they talked about the Wii scandal 
and they just talked about like like uh, financial numbers like a hundred thousand and like they just seemed like very small compared to like what American financial scandals are. Yeah, I I honestly haven't been following it that much. Very peripherally. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is very small numbers. But the thing is, it's like no one gets paid, and then he gives his mom three hundred thousand dollars. It's just like right. he's the worst crook in the world. Like they're all crooks. He's just really bad at it. Oh. And it's, uh, Trudeau. Trudeau. Trudeau as a politician. It almost legitimized him as a politician, the fact that we now know how crooked he is. <laughs> yeah, at least he's... But it, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like, it's so sad that he's that bad at being crooked. It's like, just do this part of it right at least, man. You're supposed to steal, but just, we're not supposed to catch you this easily. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, he's the in Alberta. He's a bumper sticker. Like, I did a golf club show and with Sean LaComber and we looked and on a bumper sticker there was a, a picture of a, a like a like a, a noose but like it was mm -hmm. like a hanging whatever you call that whatever the hanging thing is and it was like I we dare you to come to Alberta Trudeau it was like we're gonna lynch him it was really weird yeah well that's our taxes now do you think uh, is Trump gonna get another four years uh honestly I think that would be really I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing. Like in 2016, uh, it was easy to say there's no way this guy's going to get elected. So right now saying there's no way this guy's going to get reelected. But his poll numbers are way down, justifiably. And I don't see how people can look past this. The thing with like an incumbent president is if the economy's good, usually they win. The economy's bad and they don't really give a lot of leeway for the reasoning. <laughs> like yeah. even if it's even if they can say, hey, it's a pandemic, it wasn't totally your fault, it's still a pandemic. So you're fine. I think if, if he didn't have the pandemic, I think he had a good shot of getting reelected. I really I would, yeah. Catch me in really? February. I was like, this guy got it. He's gonna yeah. get this again. Kanye West, though, I huh? want to know that. Oh, Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, but Kanye West actually said, didn't he? He was actually quoted saying the only reason he's running is to get Trump reelected. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, it's sort of like it's it's just it's funny to me that there's so much against Trump, but also it's a lot of it's the millennials that have the lowest voter turnout rate, and it's just how organized they will actually be when Trump voters are these sort of like, you know, these sort of Midwest flyover states that they go out and actually vote. And I think, yeah. I, I, think, that I, I think after, if seeing how, how sort of Joe Biden stumbles around, I just kind of think that there's a very good chance that we could see four more years. Well, the thing I think that happened specifically in 2016 is people said, don't even bother coming out. Trump doesn't have the chance. This is Hillary's right. to win. Right. And a lot of people stayed home because they were apathetic. And now people are like, that doesn't count anymore. Right. I do think people are waking up to that. Like, oh no, you still have to go out and vote, especially in those states that matter. You know, California, New York, they're all going to vote for Biden because they are. Right. So yeah. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, those places need to get out and vote if you care, you know? Right. Well, I mean, I just hope that the young vote c comes out because traditionally they don't because they're just more into tweeting and TikToking and other shit like that. And so. This is Anthony Jeselnik. That's right, Anthony Jeselnik. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. That's right, Anthony Jeselnik. How are Hi. you doing? Good. How are you guys? 
Uh, well, me, me and Dave are well, and Kathleen's a little tipsy. I'm amazing. I know, I know. She texted me hours ago that she was drinking in the backyard. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to message me and be like, oh, we had to shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you all know me. You know that I can function on alcohol. Mm -hmm. I know you think you can function on alcohol. Oh, there, we there we go. There we go. So uh, what... What you've missed so far is we, we've talked about her. She had her uh, filler job on her mouth. We've talked about porn. We've talked about strippers. And she's been very defensive of strippers and their cause. Okay. She's okay. Defensive. I'm supportive. No, I defensive. Movement where women are making fucking money off of being sexualized. Finally. Right. Finally. Well, okay. Their own sexuality is what you're, you're proud about. Yes. Not even proud. I'm just saying that women are finally taking control and making money off of what they've been doing for free for so long. Like right. OnlyFans is amazing because I'm like, yeah, you could show your, you could send a booby picture to some dude that bought you two mm -hmm. rum and cokes, or you could make him pay fifty bucks a month to look at your boobs. Wow. I mean, to each their own. If that's if somebody <laughs> wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can do what they all want to do. Michelle yeah. with your bow. And oh, your oh, headband. So what's been going on in the world of Michelle Shaughnessy these days? Oh, you know, absolutely nothing. I've been trapped at home for months. Right. Um, you released an album. Yeah, but can oh, I yeah. know that? You released an album I released in the an COVID album, world. It felt weird because, right. like, I recorded it before COVID, mm -hmm. obviously, but I really put off recording it because it felt weird to, like, put it out, you know, when the world was falling well, apart. Why, so. why, did, why did it feel weird? Because I remember you saying that at one point, or I read, read a post about it. Is it just a, like a self-conscious thing of just like? I don't know. I just felt like there's so much more important stuff going on than my comedy album, you know? And like with like all the protests and the riots um, and, you know, people bringing to light, like all the cops that are killing minority. Like it just felt like such a sad time. And I just felt like there was way better things for people to be occupying their time financially and emotionally with. That is um, so yeah, of you. I mean that in the best way, just because usually comics are like, I always thought if 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 uh, Facebook was around on 9-11, there would be, still be comics going like, I know a lot of shit happened today, but we all need yeah. to laugh. come on down to the comedy bar or wherever and forget about those Twin Towers. We got the Twin Towers of comedy going on. Yeah, no, I totally get your point there. But I mean, we're in a, in a situation where like nobody can, like at the time, clubs weren't open here so nobody could even go out and laugh you know so I think I was so depressed in my head that I was like comedy is dead everything sucks like well what is the point of this like let's put my effort into doing the greater good and you know but now clubs are slowly opening and I'm like fuck it and bad <laughs> you know so. I negative and upsetting time and like yeah, I mean, people, of course, were, like, trying to be uh, progressive and stuff, but it's also got to a point where people are like, okay, can we try just, like, being okay with being laughing at something or trying something different? So I don't yeah. think it's appropriate at all. Yeah, no, I, do, I don't feel like that now. Like, I, I just think that I, like, sat on it for, like, a good three months because I just felt like I didn't have a desire at that time. Like, I was yeah, just so, so, like, shocked about everything. I, I actually recorded an album in January. I released okay. it at the end of February. Okay. I, I couldn't sit on it. And if I did, I would have definitely have done what you did. So for me, I didn't really promote it because in March, like you said, everything was just dropping. 
COVID, you know, yeah. all the riots. So I've, this is the least I've ever done for an album. And now I'm slowly thinking, okay, now I'm, I'm going to act like it's a re-release because there's okay. been enough, a bit enough time. And now I can kind of push it again. Cause I felt weird too about, you know, people are yelling black lives matter, but I'm like, yeah, but here's 45 minutes of me saying fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I feel you. And that's like yeah. kind of the thing too. Like I didn't put out like a press release or I didn't try to get like press for it or try mm-hmm. to do like, I just was like, release it, but I don't want to really like, I'll make a few posts and that's about it, you know? And that's, I mean, I didn't even get hard copies made. Cause like, what's the point? Like, I don't, right. yeah know when I, it's going to be acceptable to sell merch after a show again you know i sat on my album for three years because i didn't want to listen to it <laughs> a lot of you know what i sat on my first album for about a year too so Thanks, i feel yeah i feel hey, you the only reason i released my first album is because i knew a hack in canada released an album and it was so bad my attitude is like my worst night is better than that guy's best night yeah i know there's always yeah there's that moment too where you're sort of like well, if they can release an album, yeah, yeah. Why can't I release one? Yeah, so. such a shitty. I didn't even release my answer. first. Yeah, I released my first one like two years ago. So it's like right. I waited so long to even do an album at all. Right. Yeah. Your album is a lot about plastic surgery, or just like, yeah. and like women and having to like. I recently got my lips done for the first time. I love them. You look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, somebody says that. Most people, you'll say you got any kind of work done, and they'll say, you don't need it. Why would you do that to yourself? I know. People tell me that all the time, and I'm like, I don't need it because I do it. Like, you know? Like, if I, I've been doing this stuff since I was in, like, my 20s, so that's why I don't need it. Like, Nobody it's, needs yeah. Needs it's it. strange. It does make you feel well, better. And in a world where women are constantly told you have to look younger, you have to look beautiful, and then people are shocked when women get Botox or get lips done, when we're constantly being thrown pictures of women with giant lips and like yeah. bodies. So of course women are gonna do this. Well, a Photoshop has been such a such a, a horrible nightmare for anyone picking up a magazine because it's sort of like you look at a photo and, and it's just like, this is not a real representation of anyone. But I also, I do think it was kind of like when Renee Zellweger got a whole bunch of work done. And I mean, I thought she looked beautiful before and I couldn't mm-hmm. believe how she looked afterwards. But then she won like a Golden Globe for uh, playing Judy Garland. After. Yeah, but there was a really big gap between her like surgery. And I, I think the thing for her, it's, it was just because she had such defining, it's like when Jennifer Grey got her nose yeah, like, it's because Grey, yeah, yeah, it's because they changed what was so defining about them. Yeah. With Renee it was her eyes, and with Jennifer it was her nose, right? So it's not it's like, like Jennifer Grey lost work because she got a knee job, a nose job. Yeah, exactly, because she wasn't recognizable. Mm-hmm. So but people like her. That name though, too, and she's still a great actress. So. Yeah. I think if someone if someone wants to get work done. I just hope they don't get it done because they think that will then make them happier. Like if you want to get work done, that's fine. But I think if you're attaching too much happiness to that work, I think you might not be doing it for the right reason because I don't think you're going to get the same result that you're probably looking for. No, I, I might agree be wrong. with you to a certain extent, but at the yeah. same time, it's like you do want to do it for happiness or then why I, would you care, you know? I, I, I know, but what I mean is they, they think that maybe some of their problems will be solved from it. Yeah, you know absolutely. Like they yeah. put too much in. I mean, of course, you're going to feel better about yourself. That's why you're going like to get the work think, done. Yeah, they think like it's going to fix their life. They're going to like yes. book everything, or they're going to be man, or they're, for right. sure. I totally yeah. agree on that one. But yeah, yeah, and then sure. it doesn't happen. That doesn't happen because <laughs> that's you're, cha- also, you're chasing the unchaseable. But also, but Julie Chen, Julie Chen got her eyes fixed. Not eyes fixed, but she got uh, 
Who? She got her eyes less Asian. And Who? Julie Chen from uh, oh. that show, The Talk. Big and Brother. She hosts Big Brother. Oh, what? okay. Oh yeah, and she's she's also uh, married to Les Moonves from uh, who owns it's like a cheap right, right, okay. Partner. But but she said that she got more work after her eyes were done, and it did help her career out. So it, okay. Every, listen, you guys, let me tell you something. Everyone that tells me that you can be who you are, I'm in the entertainment industry. I've lost weight, and I've been being booked way more. And I don't think that that's a coincidence. And everyone will say that's not why or anything, but I'm more appealing looking and people will book me more and it's the entertainment industry you well i mean i'm not going to tell you that's not true because your feelings are valid but i also think you like i've known you for a long time and right now you seem like the most confident i've ever known you as. so i also think that makes you people want to be around you you know so yeah. i think that probably has something to do with too is like the energy you're putting out there yeah well and also plastic surgery like everyone says it's just like trying to make yourself feel better. But as for somebody that's lost a lot of weight, I yeah. had I had a tummy tuck, not because it was, I wanted, because I had loose skin and- mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I have like, you these, know, look at these arms, look at, but I just went to my doctor and she's referred me to a plastic surgeon so I can get this removed because- Yeah, of, I'm getting my arms done too, <laughs> in a couple months. <laughs> but, like nothing too, I totally get it. Cause I didn't even lose, like a lot of weight and I still had loose skin. Like I got, you know, my tummy yeah. done, liposuction and whatever, and I'm going to get my arms lipoed. But so I totally get that. Like, and I think it's like a lot of people, I watch all those weight loss shows. A lot of people get really depressed because they lose all this weight. And then they're like, fuck, like I still don't like what my like? body. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the old thing that you still see, you still see the person that you were in the mirror when you look at it. it it's hard to, I mean, that's why people still, after surgery, they still see themselves as the old version of themselves, and they can't get over that. I mean, that's just one of the things that I've heard. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. Like, I like what I see when I look in the mirror now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I walk around naked all the time, and I would never have done that before, right? So, uh, I mean, I don't have roommates but, now either, but, so that helps. But, but. We, also, we, we also don't know if that's also age, right? Like... We don't have a separate world where you're walking around without any work done at the same age. I think sometimes age also helps confidence. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think you're right about that to a certain extent. Yeah. But I think, like, I don't think had I not done it for me personally, that I would, like, look in the mirror and be like, oh, that's like a hot, naked right. body, you know? So right. I, I see what you're saying, but... You were probably way more critical of yourself in your 20s. And then the longer you're on this earth and the more you yeah. don't care and you start to realize, oh, no, a guy doesn't care that I have stretch marks. A guy doesn't care. He, you know, like, but that's when you're in your 20s, you're so young and you're susceptible to, like, all of this, like, media and all this stuff of how you're supposed to look, which is why I think it's horrible to be a young woman right now. Yeah. Worse than ever. It is like I'm not a young woman. Well, I mean, depends you on your definition of young woman. <laughs> but I got, I got rid of Instagram. Like I got out of it because it wasn't good for me mentally. Like I just, did, I found myself looking at these like fitness women or like you know women who like make themselves look like a certain thing. Um, and it just, I was like, this is not. I don't want to be on here. So I couldn't imagine being like 15 or even 20 and like being bombarded with all that stuff. Like, Dave and Darren, have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, i got to get rid of my 11s? Do you even know what 11s are? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this now. But are you talking about the lines on your head? These lines. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew what they were. But men don't look in the mirror and are like, I gotta get rid of my elevens, I gotta get rid I gotta do this and that. It's just not something that straight men do. Some do, yeah, some do, but it's rare. It's very rare, but almost every woman knows what elevens are. Yes. You can ask right. men and they won't know what elevens are, but every single woman, even in her twenties, knows what elevens are. And that's the problem. But also, I've, I've never been in that much of a position where I felt like I was getting something solely on my looks, either. You never have, Dave. Well, yeah, I know that. So that's why I'm just saying that it's sort of like, I mean, I'm looking at myself now in this shitty lighting. I'm like, well, maybe I could get some work done. But uh, I mean, I also don't feel like it's ever been the, the, the deciding factor on whether I get a gig or not. But Dave, look at King of Queens. Look at that Kim Belushi sitcom. If yeah. If I'm an overweight man and they have these hot fucking oh, yeah. thin wives, you yeah. never see uh, even a, just a normal looking woman. You never mm. see just that or you never see an over... Remember the overweight woman on Young and the Restless that had that hot husband? And oh, it was yeah. Crazy. People still yeah. accept it. People went insane. Yeah, you see like Jim Belushi, you see Kevin James and they all got these tiny little wives and everyone's like, Oh yeah, he deserves that. No, that used to make me so angry when I was heavy, and I would see like couples like that in public. I used to get like angry. Yeah. Well, like, come on. But usually, usually women look for something beyond looks when they're in, in a man. And yeah, it's funny. We look for funny men. Right. Right. Because that's why they all get laid. Yeah. Exactly. It's for men. It's usually the first thing they look at, and I suppose it's for women. It's the first thing that opens the door. But then for women, it's usually they want more than just, I mean, how often do women get trophy husbands? Like, does that happen very often? Do, well, like, what do you mean? Like, like, like a male model? Or do you mean like, like, a, like a male model or what, what a guy would be accused of getting a trophy wife? I think some women go through that when they're older. I mean, I'm sure there are some younger women that do that. But I think that's a thing that you see in like women who have already been married. They already did that whole for love thing. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Madonna dated Madonna, yeah. Britney Spears dated a younger man, and people went nuts. I think Joan Collins. Joan Collins? That's the actress. Yeah, yes, yeah yes. she she was with some guy that was like 30, 40 years younger than her, too. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Still, it's not changed. But all those women are famous, so it's sort of like, I mean, I, I don't know if a, a guy would be going out with just a regular woman who was Madonna's age and looked like Madonna. But, I mean, but an older woman is a I don't know. Yeah, Some guys have a fetish for that. Yeah. Guys, yeah. Me, you're an old lady. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Like, I appreciate that. I am an old lady. Now, fuck off. Right? <laughs> but guess... it's true. It's this, it's this weird fantasy. But when a woman acts on this fantasy, it's bad. But if a man is in his 60s and he's dating someone in her late 20s, it's normal. He's rich. He's a sugar daddy. It's okay. But not if a woman does that. But he also it's said crazy. that he's rich and a sugar daddy. So it's like, those are two of the things that are probably keeping that one woman there. But you could be a really wealthy woman right. in her 60s and try to date a man in his 20s and you are a pariah. And I will be right That's... there. I will be so humble. Dave, you're not in your 20s. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> but what's Dave, funny is that... Like, date like a 90-year-old. Dave, Dave's going to now get his 11s fixed to date a 60-year-old broad. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. What have you been doing during quarantine that's not have to do with anything, but just like what have you been doing to occupy your time? I we put a gym in the basement. Um <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of that because we just 
I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'll go back to the gym ever ever for a long time, at least. Plus, I'm sa- I can't believe how much money I'm saving just by doing that. So we just invested in that. Um, so I have, like, a workout area. And then just getting stuff around the house done, um, like painting, fixing walls, like, starting to make plans to, like, finish the basement even more, like, a lot of house stuff. Some writing, but not as much. You made a very, very good. funny video with Stefan, though. Yes, I that was we got such a good reaction to that video. We're probably we're gonna make some more for sure. We have other stuff written, but we had we got such a good reaction to that video. Yeah. Um and that's like I mean, I don't know, we kind of work well in that sense when I'm just really mean to him. People seem to really like that. You think you're being more creative? I think I'm being creative in different ways. Like before my brain was just so stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. And I was like on a big tour when this happened that got like shut down and we rescheduled for, I was opening for Jerry D for like a bunch of dates and we had to stop. And then now they're rescheduled. And I don't think we're even going to be able to go through with the rescheduled dates. Like I, so I think in my mind, I was like, okay, I don't want to be in this situation. What if this happens again in seven years? I don't want to be like, okay, I have nothing else to fall back on. So I've been doing a lot more like, acting stuff auditions um like I've been working on like more writing just trying to do more creative things that aren't just stand up because I felt and I'm sure all of you did really vulnerable when all of a sudden they were like oh by the way live performance is done you know so I'm just trying to do anything you what entertainment is gonna be the last thing that really comes back yeah I mean like some film and stuff is back already but in terms of like stand up it's like I did I did absolute the date open. I did comedy bar this weekend. And they just opened comedy bar was fun. Like, it's just so different. It's so different. Like absolute, like, because you're so close to the audience, they have to have like plexiglasses. So you're performing, but you, yeah. So it's like glass because if they didn't have that, then we would have to wear masks. Whoa. Well, comedy bar, they don't have that because the stage is so big. So they just put you, so you're exactly 16 feet away from the front row. Um, and it was like, not fun for me at absolute. And that was like my, Absolute Toronto was like my favorite club ever. And all, you can't see the audience because of all the lights. All you see is three giant reflections of yourself. I know. So I was uh, like, oh, I know. I was going to, I was going to ask you, cause I was there on, I was there on Saturday and, okay. uh, and yeah, you were doing a set that night and you mentioned the reflections and uh, I'm just like, I'm, I'm hosting there this weekend and oh, I'm, just, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm curious how it will actually be. Cause when I first got there, it was sort of like uh it was fine. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel fun. It didn't. No, feel it's not like... fun. It's not fun, and I wanted to love it. Like I've missed that club so much, and I wanted to love it. Like as soon as they were open, I was like, I'm coming in. I'm... but it's not fun. Like I- I'm sure it's fine for the audience, but as a comic, like I felt like it just wasn't fun. Be- and I couldn't imagine hosting. I'm sorry, Dave. Like I don't want to jinx you, but because you can't see the audience to talk to them. Right. So when I host, that's all I do is talk to them. Like I don't really do material. And so I'm not even going to take a headline right now. I don't, I don't want it. I mean, I'll drop in for spots, but I'm not, I don't want the pressure of being like, I am getting paid. I, like, cause I'm not okay up there right now. It just yeah. did not feel okay. It almost felt like as if someone just woke up. It, it's almost like you woke up one morning and someone just said, Oh, by the way, all comedy has to be clean from now on. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. well, that doesn't sound very fun. I don't know if I want no, to do that. I mean, that analogy might work for you. Like I don't, personally I don't I I think it's much worse than that like I would I don't know I think you could still have fun doing clean comedy I know I sound like I'm nervous saying that but like 
I'm not saying it, the clean thing has to do anything to do with it. I'm just more this the idea that you're that all these restrictions are put on a performance now. I know that you just can't connect with the audience the uh, way that we're used to, you know. So it's like I'd rather just do online stuff, to be honest with you. And so I wrap my head around it. Have you done what? drive-in shows, like a drive-in theater show? No, I've done some outdoor shows on like rooftop patios and things like that, and they've been really fun. But I haven't done the drive-in thing. I don't. I mean, I haven't. Nobody's asked me to. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like really? I have jobs I, and they're just they're just lower capacity, but they're the same. Honestly, I've been really tempted. Like I was talking to my husband about it, and I was like, "Do I go back on the road? Like, do I go and play that West Club? Like, what do I do?" To be you honest, know, but clubs are like it. It is this. It's not the same, but it's like not. We don't have plexiglass. We don't have to wear masks. It's very. Yeah. It's just lower capacity, but. Well, um, we're lower capacity too. Like you can only have fifty people in the club. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, well, it's different I mean, here. Like yeah. at the House of Comedy in BC, I did that in June, and it was yeah. like the biggest crowd we had was 108 people, and it's <laughs> amazing. Kind of, it's huge that that space is yeah. Huge. Everybody could be spaced out, but I also did shows for 12. So, but people people were so gung ho to come out at first out here, and then there were a few little glitches, and then the crowds got smaller. But like they talked about yeah. us out here, but it never happened. Well, well I, honestly, like I, I don't know. Have you performed anywhere, Darren? Since I, I have not headlined since I taped my album the second week of January. I did a couple okay. more shows after that, hosting for some friends, and then I have dates in September and a headline in Ottawa. That's eight months. That's wow. eight. I've wow. never the longest stretch I've done in the thirty years I've been doing comedy is maybe three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was also on my honeymoon, like at the beginning of March. Like, we got back, like, two days before they were, like, hey, everybody that's been away has to quarantine and stuff. Like, we got back just in time to, you know, not be, like, clusterfuck at the airport. But I hadn't done comedy since the last week of February. And it mm. was, like, the first few months I was so depressed. Like, I was, like, I don't know when it's going to end. Like, am I ever going to be okay? And then after that, I was, like, I just start doing things, you know? Like, I mean, I think it's different. You have kids, right? So it's, like, you yeah. can kind of, like... Yeah, I, guess I go on that. You kind of have to act like everything's okay, at yes. least, right? So, yeah. but I have no routine anymore. When it first going to started, bed at like eight thirty. <laughs> when it first started, the thing that was cool is like nobody else was doing it, so it's like everybody was on force breaks. Yeah, everyone was getting ahead. No one was doing more shows. Like everybody mm -hmm. was on force break. Just so you know, okay, go ahead. Um, I mean, like everybody can answer this because we're all comics and we've all been in relationships, and you know, and you can't help but put your own personal life into your act and what you do. Uh, I was just watching the, uh, I watched the, the first two parts of the Amy Schumer documentary last night. And uh, she it just showed, there was one part where it just shows her and her husband getting into this big fight about, uh, like she was talking about him in, in her act. Mm -hmm. And uh, have you ever had issues with that? Because- No, not uh, with Stefan. Like you, you see my, my newer stuff. It's all like, I'm so me to him. And like, he doesn't care. Yeah. He encourages it. Like, he really does not. Yeah, I mean, his mother hates it, but he does not care at all. Like, he, yeah, he thinks it's hilarious. Did you have old boyfriend stuff that you've put into that you're that you still do now? That no, honestly, I don't do. I don't know. I, I don't think I, I really do any old stuff anymore. Like, I don't know. I just have, yeah, I, I think once. I got in a different kind of life situation. I hated doing my old stuff. I hated doing comedy. I hated my old acts. And I was like, I need to write a whole new headline or I'm going to fucking hate this so much. 
So I just spent like a bunch of time just doing that. And now I don't really have anything from my old stuff in rotation anymore. I mean, who knows? Who knows now? (laughs) Sometimes with new relationships, you have to always remind the person that it's not always about them. Sometimes it's a collection of of people that are all put into one Voltron, you know? It's like, you know, it's like... Yeah, yeah. I did that a bit at the beginning, but now it's just just all him. Yeah. (laughs) You have to be okay with it. If you're going to date a comic guy, it's okay with being an actor. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if he did it to me, I like all hell would break loose, but... The worst was when you'd meet a guy at a bar and they find out you're a comedian and they say, well, don't put me in your act. I'm like, well, don't think that you've made that much of an impression on me that I'm going to remember you after this. Like, it was... Right. Yeah. <laughs> I always think it's good when you don't end up in the act because then it's sort of like, well, you haven't done anything to drive me fucking crazy, so... That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a... Yeah, there's been relationships where I'm like, you know, when you really, when you really love the other person, but you're also like, you haven't given me any comedy material. Like you haven't you you've been a reasonably cool person for this entire time we've been together. So we're breaking out. <laughs> I need to get out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> something stupid. So yeah. Hello, this is Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm not dead, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren, Dave, Kathleen on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. <laughs> Okay, we're done. Like 20 minutes. Yeah, we're done. So that's good. That's a, that was exactly an hour and like 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. Did you want to bring anything else up? Did you have anything else you wanted to say? No. no. I just have to pee. All right, oh. go pee. All right, we're done. Hey, you should okay. put that on your OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we want to say yeah. on your OnlyFans. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. How much would that cost? How much would it How much would 100 you 100 bucks. Fifty bucks a month, and then I get tips on top of it. Okay, all right. But how I'm much? Look into that. Fifty bucks. Oh, okay. I think you could charge. I think you could get more for 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 number for for peeing than that. You want like just my face, or you want full body peeing? I don't want any of it, but I just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs>